Hey, uh, so we had a little bit of an issue on my end of the, uh, headphones. I don't know. Over on my end of things, we had a, we had internet down for about three or four days. Uh, the day before Thanksgiving, the internet went out here. And trying to get the com, you know, things got better, right? Like, cable guys don't really exist. But the one thing that's consistent is when you have to call a cable guy like Comcast, they take fucking ever. And, you know, we had a lot of baking and cooking to do that night. So we just didn't fuck with it on Thanksgiving. Uh, every Thanksgiving, we couldn't get a hold of anybody in the office. So now we, uh, and I, and I could have done in, in to, to call myself out here, I could have done a quick little upload like I've done before for my phone, but I just didn't, you know, I, I was like, fuck it. If I can't get an entire episode out and all I can do is put out a series of let's chat episodes, I would much rather just not post because I knew within the next few days that the internet would have to be back up and running. And here we are. We finally got everything back up, running, got a new uh, a new modem. So that's fun. Uh, uh, like I said, I lo- moving into this new setup a little while ago, I've been running into more and more kinks than ever. But I'm working them out as I go. Um, I have this set for the 8 o'clock upload. And I'm going to have the news. This is the only time it's going to be like, an, like a let's chat for 8 o'clock. Now this, this shows my... my uh, my five o'clock, it's gonna stay my fucking five o'clock. It's that simple. But you know, I, I wanted to get on and, and I wanted to start off with, you know, I wanna say, I know Thanksgiving was a couple days ago at this point, but I'm thankful for you guys. We are a small little community on the internet, a small little group of people who talk to one another, exchange ideas, have discourse in the comments, on a Discord, on. Uh, Instagram, and wherever else we can find the time to chat or the place to chat. And, you know, I'm not making much of anything off this podcast right now. I do it because I enjoy getting news out, I like reading the articles, and I like having a little voice on the internet that I can call my own. And just the fact that it, that there's as many of you as there are right now still listening to this show, despite the inconsistent uploads on be it my actual Rumble account or here, I just... I appreciate you guys riding it through with me. And I'm thankful that I, I've cultivated the audience that I have. A good chunk of you are people that I, I know in real life. A lot of you actually aren't people I've, I've ever met in real life. I've only ever talked to a few of you that aren't people I know. And to the handful of people that are out there, you know, thank you. Inside Four Walls is literally driven by you guys. And I appreciate, you know, a handful of you will reach out and will give me, like, a, like, here's a story you should check out. Here's a tip there. And I'm working on getting things set up, right? I, I want to get, like, a tip, like, a Google phone number so people can call in and actually, like, leave voice messages or or just leave tips. I'm working on trying to get an email for the podcast up and running so people can reach out to the show, send tips, uh, pointers, things like that. More directly, without such a public audience to see what you're having to say. Uh, all that's in the works right now. Uh, working on getting business cards. and uh, uh, th- There's a lot of stuff coming down the pipeline right now. And, uh, you know, I- I've come on this show and I've said that before. 
And for the most part, you know, it, it's always when I've said there's stuff coming down the pipeline, it's always happened. You know, I said I'm gonna interview candidates for governor. Just give me a minute. About a month later, I was interviewing uh, two. So I'm only interviewed two, but still, you know, uh, new studio, uh, new microphone, audio equipment. But like when I say something new is gonna happen, it it, it happens. I just wish I could. You know, I, I do school. I do work. And I'm balancing all that while doing this podcast in the middle of the night. You know, I tend to get home from work about 8.30, 9 o'clock-ish. And I sit down and record two to three segments between a half hour to an hour apiece. Edit them, get them all put together. And not to mention, there's like four or five articles that I read before I pick the ones that I read for that upload. And a lot of times when I'm at work, I, I have my headphones in. What I do is I, I listen to like BBC One Radio, C uh, C SPAN Radio, uh, Wham Talk sixteen hundred, which is a local radio station out here. Or I'll put on like you know Shoe on Head, Jimmy Dore, Sticks. You know I'll, I'll watch like the the run of the mill. I, I quit watching the quartering. I. I uh, I'm gonna do a rant video on Jeremy eventually from from the quartering. But I got, I got, I'm a nobody. That that dude's got an audience, so I'm just gonna punch up, while I, while while punching while attacking him is punching up. I have a feeling that's gonna be a. He's not gonna sit atop that pie for much longer. That dude, man. So when I do my little like updates, or and they're not even updates, where I do like an updated list of like YouTube channels I've come across that I watch and enjoy, regardless of what they talk about, left, right, center, whatever. I've given him a shout out. It's you know he. I'm not even gonna bother. He's got a couple other channels. None of them are worth talking about. Uh, but yeah, Jeremy from the Quartering. I, I've been watching him and his other channels for like two years now, and just every so often, you know, something comes through the uh, the the mask slips a little bit. I think like the first thing that really annoyed me about him. So I've been in a riot, a couple. I've been on the scene of places on fire. I've, I've filmed fights in the streets, riots, protests, demonstrations. I've been on the ground. And about eight or nine months ago, a guy named Andy No, who's a journalist, got attacked. There, and there was a big kerfuffle about it, right? A lot of us had no idea it was really him at first. It, was, it seemed very likely it was. He had just released a book at a time at this point. And there was a big Antifa rally. I can't remember where specifically. But people started yelling, it's Andy, it's Andy. And then they started attacking a dude, just beat the fuck out of him. And we didn't have confirmation for like another two or three days that it was actually him, right? And, you know, Tim Pool was also a little bit off the mark on this too. But I, I am more on Tim Pool's side with this one. Jeremy was like, oh, you know, it was a good thing that he was there, you know, it's just, he, he talked from the perspective of someone who has not ever been on the ground or in that situation. And Tim was like, well, he shouldn't have been there to begin with, you know, he just released his book, he's now a, a, a person of interest, you know, he's too known out there to be going out there, he, he should have stayed home and not gone out, it's his fault for being out there. And Jeremy got on there and was like, how dare Tim Pool come on and say it's his fault he got attacked? You know, 
no one, no journalists should be going out there getting attacked like that, blah, 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 blah. It's like, listen, bitch. Listen, dude. When you go out into a riot, let alone into any political extremist group that, that could, that's over doing violence, right? If you go into that crowd with a camera that's, you know, even if it's a small body cam taped to you, you're still going to start drawing attention. That's a big thing. Even if it's a tiny little camera that you don't think many people will notice, the people who do notice it will whisper it to the other people in the crowd and they will find out who you are. Even if they don't figure out your name or identity, they'll figure out that you're recording at least. And that already puts a big target on your back. And has people looking at you. That's the first level of risk you enter. Then the second one is, you know, you keep your face covered when you're in those crowds. Not just because you don't want the people in the crowd to realize you're not uh, actually on their side. But you also, you know, if they do anything hostile or violent, you don't want to be seen on camera with them. Or just having your identity up there with them. Pardon me. A little parched. But... Regardless of all that, when you go into the crowd, there is a certain level of risk you inherently put yourself in. Especially if it's a violent crowd like Antifa. And if, and if you're a well-known person, and I'll agree, Andy No didn't necessarily need to be there. He chose to be there, and by all means, he's a grown-ass man. Andy No has been beaten and hospitalized by Antifa on multiple, multiple occasions. This isn't anything new for him, and, and I never really understood the people who were rushing to his defense or to attack him. Andy knows a big boy, right? Andy knows a big boy. He can defend himself. <laughs> but when you have people like, you know, Tim Pool's been on the ground. He's filmed riots and demonstrations. He was like the main guy who, you know, he got famous because he was videotaping or recording and live streaming Occupy Wall Street in like 20, what, 2012? Yeah, like 2012. He was busy filming that. 2012 is almost 10 years ago. Fuck. That's a horrifying realization. Hmm. But oh well. Oh, dude. Not a couple... It's almost been... 30 years since... Kurt Cobain died? It's almost been 30 years since he died, huh? Fuck! Moving on. And I get what Tim's saying. Tim's like, he just released a book. Why does he need to be out there? You know, he took this risk on himself. Fair, cold, but fair. And then Jeremy just got so uppity. He released like two videos in one day where he just starts going off about Tim. And and he kept bringing up shit like Tim's new mansion with his big RV. Tim's this, Tim's that, Tim, Tim's got got all of his studio there for his podcast and all that shit. I'm just like, Jesus, dude. Can you ease up on the fucking salt a little bit? And again, Jeremy does decent coverage. I, I like his coverage if you're into the culture war thing. But dude, he acts like a little bitch on Twitter. Oh my god. Right, and you know, the essential message I, I get is there. Like him and Keemstar just had a beef the other day. On, uh, on Twitter over defending a pedophile. And Keemstar was not defending a fucking pedophile. At all. But the quartering made such a fucking deal out of it. And he harped on and argued on and on and on about a fucking point that was never fucking made. I, I'm a, I unsubscribe from Jeremy and all of his fucking channels already. But holy shit. 
for like and this dude started reaching out to like sponsors and shit like like he reached out to like Keemstar sponsors and was like tagging people like at G Fuel when you de- when you support this person you support someone who defends a p- child rapist and all this other horse shit it's like Keemstar never did any of that right and, and a lot of you listening are gonna be like who are these fucking people he's talking about fair enough fair enough uh Keemstar is someone I actually enjoy watching on YouTube. He's always been kind of like the YouTube bad guy, but I've never really had a, a strong dislike for him. <laughs> I've always kind of liked him. You know, I used to be back in like the... He, he got famous for doing like Halo troll videos. It was like... Um, what was it? It was FAG. FAG was what, what it, the acronym was. Of Ink... Oh, uh... Of Ink... Uh, what's it? What's it? It's something of Angry Gamers... I can't remember what the F stood for. It's like faction of angry gamers, fag, whatever. Their old chant, F A G. Ugh. But that's old YouTube, man. That's YouTube from a different day. You know, back when YouTubers didn't attack other YouTubers, there wasn't call out videos. If you had like a thousand subscribers, you were considered a big deal, kind of YouTube. Oh, man. Again, this is a let's chat, so I just kind of rant and rave here. But I've bitched about the quartering enough. Uh, at least check them out. Don't just... If you're subscribed to them, don't just unsubscribe because I have annoyances with with Jeremy as a person. If you enjoy the content, by all means, enjoy the content. It's a different point of view. Uh, my issue is just it doesn't seem like the host himself has scruples to stand by what he preaches. Or he doesn't practice what he preaches. You know, he, he says he's against cancel culture, but when he's complaining about somebody online, he'll make sure he tags the sponsorships of somebody while he makes some absolute ludicrous claims about the person he, he's trying to uh, attack on Twitter. That's another thing I miss about old internet, man. Going after the sponsors was, like, foreboding, you know? You, you didn't attack a sponsor. If you had an issue with a, with a content creator, you didn't go after the sponsor. That was just a big, big no-no. You never did it. It was poor etiquette. And now it's just something that people do. And it's really quite sickening. <laughs> like if I had beef with somebody, I would never just go after their fucking sponsor. Maybe after them. But I wouldn't go after their audience or the sponsor. For, for me as a content creator, right? If I have an issue with the creator, I go after the creator. For me, dragging in the creator's fans or the creator's sponsor is like dragging in somebody's wife and child into your argument with them. It's uncalled for. It's unnecessary. Don't do it. And if I'm ever down the road where I'm so out of touch with people that I start calling people out and like trying to call out their celebrities or their sponsors and their fans, let me know. Like Someone really BTFO me on that one. But from where I am right now, Genuinely, I, I, I don't think there's a good reason to go after somebody's sponsors or their fans. If you had an issue with the creator, you, you address your issue with the creator. That's fine. But uh, let's get back on to a little bit more festive conversation. How's your guys' Thanksgiving? You guys do anything fun? I uh, I missed Thanksgiving Day Parade, sadly. I didn't get to watch a lot of the like, movies I associate with Thanksgiving. Hold on, I'm taking a hit real quick. You know, like, 
for me, there's a couple movies that come to mind when I think Thanksgiving, you know. Uh, What's Cooking comes to mind. Uh, Arlo Guthrie's uh, Alice's Restaurant that comes to mind. Then you got A Miracle on 34th Street, but that doubles as like a Thanksgiving and a Christmas movie. (laughs) Uh, Johnny Tremaine. And uh, that's an old Disney movie. That's a Disney movie a lot of Disney fans don't know about. Johnny Tremaine. Wonderful movie. Great. It's a true story. Uh, quite a harrowing story. Uh, Johnny Tremaine is actually one of my favorite American heroes. Uh, if you haven't seen the Disney movie Johnny Tremaine, it came out in like the 60s, late 60s, early 70s. Can't recommend it enough. Worth checking out. It's got a lot of like great Broadway stars at the time. And he's got, like, a, one of Betty Grable's, like, last performances is in that movie, I believe. Great. Great piece of historical film. But those are the movies that, like, you know, come to mind. Uh, Soul Food is another good movie. That comes to mind for Thanksgiving. But I didn't really get to watch a lot of these movies. Uh, Charlie Brown, Thanksgiving, that's whatever. You can watch that, I guess. I, I've never been a... There's some peanut films I watch, but I've never been, like super crazy about the peanuts i like snoopy and woodstock i think woodstock's cooler than snoopy though fight me actually i got a i got a woodstock bobblehead somewhere i got it from mcdonald's forever ago um but yeah you know i uh went to my sister's house for thanksgiving and that was really fun uh you know it, it's as fun as it can be you know i, I had a lot of fun it was a nice small gathering. And that, that's really how I like it. You know, when when I was growing up, Thanksgiving was a... All these holidays are big deals, you know. I'm the youngest of, let's say, between... I don't know if I've said on the show or not before. Uh, but let's just say between 7 and 12 siblings. Alright, it's somewhere in between those two numbers. And it would be all of them over for Thanksgiving, you know, because we all live together. And then it would be... It'd be, like, grandma, uh, grandpa. Oddly enough, it'd be my grandma on my mom's side and grandpa on my dad's side. But not grandma on my dad's side, not grandpa on my mom's side. Just just, just my mom's mom and my dad's, uh, well, my dad's stepdad, to be honest. My actual grandpa lives in Kentucky. And that's a crazy old mountain man right there. That motherfucker, he lives in, like, a, like a, he lives in, like, a big shack. Like, an old mining shack, like, a big barn. Up in the mountains in, in Kentucky. Crazy old fucking pothead. Ah. Uh, but moving on. You know, it, it, at my, when I was a kid, right? It'd be me, grandma, grandpa, all the siblings. And then, on top of all that, it'd be all the siblings' friends. Like, every sibling would have at least two, maybe four friends over for Thanksgiving. And they'd all be piled in there. And then you'd have friends of the family who'd show up. It, you'd have anywhere between like 15 to 30 people at the house for Thanksgiving. There'd be a big ass turkey, a big ass ham, and just everybody would bring their own shit. Like, like it was a massive gathering. It was chaotic. You would lose people in that crowd. Like, just lose people. Uh, like you couldn't even go upstairs. People would be upstairs, downstairs. They had a big basement in the old house. So you you know we'd be all over the basement, out on the porch, out on the on the back patio, smoking weed. Like it would just be a big fucking gathering, and we were probably one of the busiest, 
probably one of the busiest houses on the holidays in my neighborhood. I feel like that's something that's really been lost, you know. I I, I say that I, I wasn't a fan of it, but, you know, when I think of it, that's very much like a... I, I feel like I see a lot in the early 2000s. I don't really... You don't really see it anywhere anymore. I always see, like, family traveling in from all over. I think that's because, you know, we have social media now. With social media, you know, it's not like... You know, back in the day, you the most you would do is you would call somebody, like, maybe a couple times a week talk to them if you lived a little bit like like out of the way like you lived in another city or another township or another county you know you would call them right or maybe you would text photos to one another but then social media got so prominent it seems like the more and more people got on social media the less and less people would actually travel to see each other on the holidays because i think the last time i had a massive family gathering it was probably well i mean for like the holidays we have a family reunion in, in like way down south that i go to uh it got canceled last year and this year ongoing covid concerns but when you come to like think about like thanksgiving and stuff it just seems like as more and more people got on social media less and less people wanted to make the trip because it's like i just log on my i log on my phone I can see, you know, my cousins and all their kids, and my sister and all her kids, my brother and all their kids, so on and so forth. You know, I'm constantly texting them, video FaceTiming them and all that shit, you know. Why 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 put the gas in gas in travel? It's kind of a weird thought. It it really is. Because Christmas was like the same size if not even bigger than than uh than Thanksgiving because you get a lot of like in-laws in over thanks over Christmas you know in-laws wouldn't come in so much because in-laws had their own things going on on Thanksgiving or Christmas they, like, they would choreograph that shit they'd all come into town hmm I'm the youngest like there's like a 14 year age gap between me and the second oldest or the second youngest to me not that much it's like 10 or 14 uh, there's a decent gap there and I got a brother, man. He's in his 40s. So that tells you where my siblings' age range spread out. We're born in the 70s, 80s, 90s. Ah. And I was the last one of all my siblings born in 97. So that was fun. But no, we you know we had Thanksgiving over at my sister's house. It was fun. Uh, it was just my brother, one of my brothers, sister, mom. A uh, nephew and a friend of the family came through. He hung out for a minute. I don't know. There's something for me, for me at least. There's something very Thanksgiving about sneaking out to the garage and smoking a joint with somebody. It's very Thanksgiving to me. I, I don't know specifically what it is, but it's one of those holiday holiday things for me. You go in the garage. You know, it's chilly. It's just you, friend, and a family member all just out there talking to shit. Smoking weed while you got all everybody else is inside unaware, most unaware of what's going on outside, and you guys come back in all high. It weed's gotten so you know it's more of a whatever thing. It's not so much like a unique character trait anymore like it used to be. It used to be like a unique thing. Like oh that's a pothead over there, man. Now everybody's a fucking pothead, you know. It's not so special anymore. But on certain events when you can do it, you know, you sneak out of a holiday event with some friends and you smoke a joint. Smoke a little bit of weed, giggle, and some stupid shit come back in. 
you always gotta like sneak out and you talk shit about some of the people at the party that you wouldn't say say in the party you laugh hit it a few more times you go back in it is what it is go from there yeah uh, my sister's a little bit more on the, uh, left side of the political compass than anyone else in the family that, well, at least anyone who was there that day. So there's a few odd political arguments here and there, but, you know, it's the holidays, it's to be expected. I always forget how good of a cook my sister is. I, I genuinely do. I don't know why, I have, like, this instinct to think she's a bad cook. And I think it's just because I remember, like, her and John when I- Fuck! Ah, whatever. It's such a common name. Who cares? Moving on. That doesn't give you... That doesn't tell you shit! Doesn't tell you shit! But, uh, yeah. So, you know one of my brother's names. But, uh... Yeah, when I was a kid, man. Tiblin's cooking was very scary. Either it'd be really good or really fucked up. But... Nope, food was delicious. She made really good... My sister made really good marshmallow salad. She forgot the clementines... Uh, and in a weird way, I'm kind of happy that, that she didn't, she forgot about them. She, uh, so she got the can, she opened it, left it on the counter because we showed up while she was still getting everything together, and I guess it just may have slipped her mind to throw them in there. But she got the canned clementines, and don't get me wrong, like, the canned clementines are good. They still taste good, but I always prefer it, I know it's more time consuming, but it's worth it if you do it. You make potatoes, you make a marshmallow salad. You get, like, the actual, like, cuties of little halo oranges. Those little clementines you get at the store. You peel them, and you just pick, break them apart individually, throw them in there, stir it up. They're a lot fresher, but the other ones are just kind of, like, mushy. You know, like, like, like really soft, mo- like, mushy, like, like, dull clementines. But then when you get from the store and you do that, you know, they have, like, a cr- like, like a little bit of a crisp to them. I don't know. Crisp isn't the word. There's a resistance when you bite into it, like, like, a cr- like, like, a, not a crunch, there's a there's a texture difference, you know what I mean. And anything from a can is, is not gonna hold up to compare it to the original. But you know, I get it. I, I gotta take home the rest of the marshmallow salad, so I'm, I threw my own clementines into that bitch. Ha! Uh, the turkey was great. Cranberry sauce was really good. Bless my sister's heart, man. She made this really good cheesecake, and uh, it's really good cheesecake. Right, it's just the bottom was undercooked, like the the crust was undercooked, so it was kind of just raw underneath it. But it didn't really take away from it too much. It, it was like a very minor problem. Like you had to, I honestly didn't know about it until uh, until somebody there pointed it out to me about it. Like they whispered it, and I was like, oh shit, right. But yeah, we just sat around, joked, listened to some uh, or watched some movies, shot the shit, snuck out, smoked that joint, and then tragedy struck. Let me fucking tell you, tragedy struck. I might make the thumb. Ooh, what if I make the thumbnail? This let's chat my my fucking broken, bloodied, mangled foot. I might do that. I might do that. I'm I'm sick enough to do it. Just I just got to tell you guys how thankful I am that you guys returned to listen to the podcast. Look at my bloody foot. Thanks, thanks for your patronage. Uh, no, uh, my sister's roommate got this cat and this cat's never been brushed it's a furry big fluffy black cat it's a bbc big black cat and it needs to be fucking brushed and her roommate's like oh he's fine he doesn't need to be brushed i actually got her in a little bit i, I know the sh- i think i know her roommate a little bit i was on purpose 
because uh, her her roommate didn't come back until like the end of the day. You know, she did Thanksgiving with whoever the fuck she did Thanksgiving with. Anyway, me and my nephew were around, and I stepped on some cat hair. Where and I was wearing socks on a wooden floor, so I was already destined for failure. I stepped on like this clump of just floating, this fucking uh, what's it called? What's it called? It's that ball that rolls into town. Uh, in all those western movies, well, it's one of those, but of cat hair. Tumble, it's a tumbleweed of cat hair. And I step in and I just slid. My sister's removed all the baseboards and shit from her house. So there was like a lip between the, like, like there was like a lip to go into the bathroom. It wasn't like that smooth little piece of wood that's angled. So I smashed like my big toe, second, I smashed like four of my five toes. Everything but the pinky toe, weirdly enough. Smashed into this door frame and it hurt so bad. I just laid there on the ground and I didn't get up from it. But I was wearing socks, like I said, so I didn't realize how bad it really was from it. If I get up and I hobble the couch, I'm whining, I'm whimpering, everybody thinks I'm being a little bit of a bitch. I think I'm being a little bit of a bitch. I'm like, I just stubbed my toe. Why does it hurt so bad? And after a while, you know, it, it was bad. Like, it was throbbing pain. So, you know, I'm just sitting on the couch, kind of like whining in my own head. And I move my foot and I see what looks like a little bit of blood. Yeah, but it looks like a, like, like a sponge press of blood. And I pull my sock off. Dude. Dude. It's fucked. It is so fucked. It is fucked, man. My my toe looked like Princess Diana right after the car accident. It was fucked. Man. When I was looking at my baby, like, like my second big, like my second biggest toe, it looked like Eric Clapton's baby on the pavement. It was fucked. Right, my toenail was attached still, but when I touched it, I could see it would just so my toenail would slide around on top of my little toe meat like nothing. No resistance whatsoever. Just slipping in the sliding. <laughs> you know, just, just like I got like I blew on it and I could see the toenail like flake a little bit. But still attached on two sides. So much so that moving it would be excruciatingly painful. So I've been getting it bandaged and covered for the last like four days. Today I'm gonna be changing the bandages before I go to bed tonight. It hurts. It hurts a lot. I was supposed to go to work the Friday after Thanksgiving. I sent my boss a picture of my foot all fucked up, and I was like, "Hey man, uh, I'll be into work unless this shit gets really bad." Oh, and it was really fucking bad. I get home. I wake up in the middle of the night, just stretching and fucking pain. Like, I'm gripping the bed sheets. Like, I'm getting fucked by Satan, I tell you. Like, I'm gripping these bed sheets and I'm moaning in agony. I bled through my bandages and shit. Ugh. But the other, like, so two more toes, right? The big toe is swollen to shit. Like, it's big. It's purple. It looked like Grimace's chode. That's what it does. It looked like, it looks like Grimace. No, you know what? I'll be polite. It looks like Grimace's thumb. Grimace had a thumb. That's what my fucking big toe looks like. It looks like it looks like somebody's choking a Smurf. It's so purple and blue. And then the other toe, its toenail's not broken off or bleeding. But what it is, it's cracked straight down the middle. So when I walk, I feel like the two broken parts of that toenail grind together. Oh, it sucks. Ah, oh, it sucks. And there's like a gash across the top of both of my, like my second big toe, my third big toe, and my fourth biggest toe. And there's just a cut across that shit. 
Oof, man. And I nearly screamed like a bitch when we were there. My sister was like, oh, I got you. She put together like a big thing. And she put a lot of salt in this fucking water. It was like Epsom salt or whatever. And like really hot water. Like, I don't think she realized how hot this water was. And I didn't realize. I looked over so I was steaming. But it was like hot, hot fucking water. It was steaming water. And she had put in a lot of salt in it. She just dropped that fucking towel on my foot. Like, she did that little, like, wave thing. I guess if it helps it cool down a little bit more. I don't know. But she dropped it on there. It was heavy. It was hot. And I would... It hurt. And I guess that's kind of karma because I was being a little bit of a petulant asshole previously in the day. Because, uh, me and my sister were having an argument. I was just going in for, like, low, like, low blow points. You know, I'm a little brother. I do that shit sometimes. I shouldn't do it. I'm not advocating it. But, you know, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes I do. But, holy shit, man. Shit, dude. My foot, it's here. It's fucking Monday at 9, 9, 9 p.m. recording this. And it feels like there's a, a consistent heartbeat in, in my toes. And in the toe without the toenail, it hurts so fucking bad still. Like, it's, I'm dreading going into work tomorrow. I gotta, like, triple sock this bitch. Like, I have to put three socks on it. Or something just to give it some sort of, like, protection. It hurts. It hurts really fucking bad. Like, I'm sort of in fear of going to work tomorrow. Uh, my boss was cool. Uh, my manager was like, well, it was my manager. He was like, I was like, hey, man, unless I come in, if I don't come into work tomorrow, it's because this thing hurts. And it hurts. Like, if I stand flat on my foot, there's like a, an arcing pain that goes from my toes to like my heel. Like, I think it may have like sprained or fractured something. I, I haven't been able to get into the, the clinic to get an x-ray on it, but holy shit. I've just been taking NyQuil for the last, like, three days while the internet's been being fucking up. That's another thing. I've just been taking NyQuil and laying in bed. Like, I've probably downed a s- six NyQuil capsules in, like, three days just to sleep through this agony. Like, it's bad, dude. I've had way worse, but sometimes it bleeds. I'll just feel that warm, wet sensation underneath the bandage. You know what I mean? Just warm, wet. Ugh. I was having a conversation with a couple co-workers about about, uh, fighters. And they were saying, like, don't you be getting scared? Wouldn't you be getting scared? Well, we were just talking about, like, you know, you get hit in the head and you have all that blood just gushing from your head from getting, like, fuck, like, hit hard and your eyebrow busts and shit. I don't think about times where I've actually had blood pooling from the top of my head from fights. And all I can think about is, like, nah. You get angry. I get angry. I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm weird. <laughs> But, you know, I've had, like, bottles broken over my fucking head, man. I got scars in the tw- in the corner of my fucking forehead. And there was so much blood, man. Like, my face was in a constant warm pool. Like, it just felt like a warm, wet fucking, uh... You know those, like, makeup masks? Like, 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 like those goo masks you put on. You let them sit for, like, 20 minutes and you peel them off. But that gelatin feeling. It was, like, that whole feeling, but warm. And I was just angry. 
afterwards. Like I, I, I got my ass whooped, but I whooped ass too. You know, I, I don't know. Uh, you gotta win fights, you gotta lose fights, man. I lost that fight, but I got fucked up too. And it started off by me. I believe in the NAP, all right, the non-aggression principle. You, you can yell and scream and cuss me out, and I'll choose whether or not I respond to you. But once you make it physical, I have every right to respond to the full totality of my capability. And this guy went from arguing with me to hitting me over the head with a half-full pale ale glass bottle. And I just lunged, dude. I, uh, I got lightheaded. And it was like when I finally got lightheaded, this dude just punches me square in the head with like the corner where the glass was. And he just breaks shards of glass that were already like kind of like in my skin, pushes them in deeper. Dude, and that was it. I bled out. I passed the fuck out. Woke up. There's like a. It's not a paramedic. I woke up for. I woke up. I'm like, I'm not getting an ambulance. I got up and I waddled away, bleeding, because I'm like, I can't afford an ambulance drive to the hospital. This is America. You think I can afford a fucking ambulance ride? In America, bitch? Please. <laughs> no, I just wake up. I just wake up laying on the floor. And there's a lady with a cool towel just dabbing my head. She's got tweezers and she's like pulling the chunks of glass out. And she's like, don't worry. The ambulance is on its way. Don't get up. Just, just, just stay put. The fuck you mean? Stay put. Ambulance? I got up and I like bumbled the dumbled the fuck away up out of that bitch. <laughs> uh, good times. The dude was gone. But I know I like ripped his shirt. Chunk of his hair out. I was just like, after a while when I was getting lightheaded, I was angry and grabbing for shit. I quit throwing hands. I was grabbing. Uh... You know, man, I have a lot of older brothers that have already established. You get your ass whipped enough times, you, you sort of learn how to just navigate that shit. I really do hate fist fights, though. I, I hate physical altercations. I'd rather come to the peaceful conversation side of it. But, uh... I, I guess you can put it like this. For, for me, there's two sides. One side of me is like, violence is never the answer. The other side of me is, violence is never a question. It's a... Or, uh... What, what the fuck is that phrase? Uh... Violence is never uh, is never the question, or violence is the question. The answer is yes. I can't remember what it was. There was uh, this old war dude. He was like uh, like an American general, and he was like he was being asked about like Pearl Harbor, and, and like if that like called for like the the bombings, and he's like the. One of the biggest misconceptions is that violence is never the answer. Violence is a question, and the answer is always yes. Uh, it's something along those lines. It's a very, like, haunting. It's not corny when I say it, but the way this guy said it, and you keep in mind that this was, like, in, like, the early 50s. Like, it's only been a couple years. It's a very... It's, it's as haunting as when Oppenheimer was, like, uh... I have become death when he was talking about his, his like his involvement in the development of the nuclear bombs. There's also uh, I believe it was Einstein who said uh, when watching the explosions happen, 
made a comment to uh, someone taking notes. He said, science now knows sin. No, science now knows what sin is. After the bombings in Japan happened, an American general supposedly responded with, what is sin? I don't know if those are true stories or not, but they're like, things are handed down, myths and shit so much that you never know. Huh. So this has been a nice little uh, chat. Dude, we got hit with snow really hard. Like, it just started snowing out of fucking nowhere yesterday and the day before. Like, it was supposed to be like a light dusting, right? It was supposed to be gone and melted by, like, the morning. And it has stayed. It's now, like, solid black ice out there. Black ice. I want to make sure I I emphasize ice. (laughs) I was watching uh, Tiger Belly. Tiger Belly clip. Uh, that's a great podcast. Uh, I can't think of the name of the. He's in Bobby Lee. It's Bobby Lee's podcast. And he's telling a story about going through like Philadelphia or somewhere, and he's like, and he keeps saying black ice, but it sounds like black guys. With his like, he, he's like Chinese or Korean. I don't know. He gets offended when people fuck that up. I don't give a shit. Build an iPhone and shut up, Bobby Lee. Go work for fucking Faircom. Uh, sorry, it's all a joke, of course. I find Bobby Lee to be very funny. Personally, I think actually I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk shit here again. Uh, the one thing that makes me not have as much respect for Bobby Lee as a comedian that I think I should is the Joe Rogan clip. That uh, one where he like busts uh uh Man- Mandela Mandelia. Uh, I just know it's Mandelia. I can't remember what his real name is. I used to watch... My brother used to be a big fan of his, too. Well, there was this comedian. His nickname became Man Steely because he would go to, like, comedy clubs and he would, like, watch up-and-coming comedians who were really funny, steal their bit, and then go on, like, live TV and tell their jokes. And he still started stealing a bunch of jokes from, like, actual successful comedians and no one would call him out on it. It's like Man... It's like Man Stelia. I can't think of his fucking name. But... Uh, Joe Rogan started like filming people undercover, talking about about uh, Manstelia stealing all these fucking jokes, and he called Bobby Lee, and Bobby Lee was like, "Oh yeah, I fucking hate it, man." But at the same time, Bobby Lee talked about like, "Oh, I talked all this shit," but like, so like I'd never stand up for him. Then after Joe Rogan published that footage, uh, Bobby Lee like tried to like distance himself from it. It's like, dude, grow a fucking backbone, man. You know, it, it just, it's always been such a bad look, at least from my opinion. It's not like Jeremy right now, but I did stand up for a while, you know? I gotta see if I can find it. It's in store somewhere. There's an old Vivitar camera with like a 200 gig thing on it, and it's got like all my stand up on it. It's like a little box with that, and it's got like all these memory cards. Just full of my fucking stand-up. And these are before micro SD cards were pop or like commonplace or micro, you know, storage cards. As well as like the big black, like quarter inch wide memory cards. 
big fuckers that you now put the little card in when you put it into your computer. Yeah, it was one of those. Um, it's full my fan. If I can find it, I'll put it up there. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I think that's uh. I remember where I was going with all that shit right there at the end, but you know, hey, it is what it is. Uh, we're back to our regular scheduled program, at least for the time being. Uh, I'm, I'm really sorry about all that, guys. I'm going to try and crank out a handful of episodes. I can't promise that there will be, you know, more than just one or two more uploads for today. But I'm going to try and get a bunch out. They might just be 10, 15 minute uploads, but they're going to be up there. There's as much stories I miss. I want to like do like a speed run to catch up. Uh, that being said, hope you guys have a great rest of your morning. I've been James Madison. This has been Let's Chat on the Inside Four Walls podcast channel or station or whatever it's called, wherever you might be listening to it. And again, Let's Chat and Inside Four Walls are subsidiaries of Sin Media. I gave some shit for not doing that at the end of a lot of my episodes. It just never comes to mind to do that whole, I have a master and my master is Sin. You know, that's goofy. But hey, I'll catch you guys later. Peace.